believe Andrew is raring to go with the word here today, <laughs> so we'll get to that soon. Just a few announcements. We will be having fellowship. Uh, after the service, we have a meal. Zach saw Abby there too, and a few others um, preparing an Asian stir-fry and rice. And Wow, did it smell good when I walked in there this morning. So that'll be fellowship, and we invite everyone um, to come for that. Uh, this Wednesday, there's an announcement for Wednesday. There's a time change on our prayer. Uh, excuse me, on our touch point. The touch point has been at 10 o'clock since COVID started, but we're looking at this point now for a season at least, Maybe more permanent, we're not sure yet, but until you're here differently, it's going to be at 9 o'clock. But you can still see it at 10 o'clock because it will be up there on Facebook, and then eventually it goes also on YouTube. But uh, the touch point in teaching right now, we're, the topic is Jesus our healer. And that's in our mind, our emotions, our physical, in the physical realm, whatever. So that's at 9 o'clock. And uh, we do have our prayer time at 10 o'clock. Now, it was at 11, but it's expanded a little bit because we are sensing this call and we want to answer it. And so you, even if you can come for a part of that time, that's fine. Uh, tonight, or Wednesday night, 6 o'clock, kids, TCC kids, TCC youth group, and then also an adult Bible class, uh, faith building series. Scott and Cindy Davis are leading that. And Thursday night, we have a Zoom Bible study with Pastor Dean. Hello, Pastor Dean. And hello, others that are joining us online. It's good to have you with us this morning. Uh, Truebridge North, Northern Hub Men's Conference. Uh, the theme is strength. And uh, you can register. You can on our Facebook page and go to the announcements and there's a place there where you can register for that. That's coming up on April 1 and 2. And then Easter. Yes, it's spring and Easter is coming. And um, just to let you know, once again, at 9.30 on Easter morning, uh, the men are going to be preparing the meal. Dane Johnson is going to lead that, but the men will be preparing the meal and serving it and cleaning up. Yeah, they'll, the, <laughs> yeah, the men will be. And also, if you could let Dane know if you can help with that, that would be great. And then for giving of tithes and offerings, we have the boxes in the back on the wall. That's where we put our tithes and offerings. And uh, also online, we can give well, either by mailing it to the church, Box 67 here in Ten Strike, or go online and you can do it that way from our uh, website. But uh, I was just going to read one scripture before Andrew comes up here to share, and that is concerning this area of giving and the Lord supplying our needs. We know we hear a lot about financial crunches these days and uh, financial needs and inflation and so forth. But Paul here in Philippians 4, um, starting in verse 16, For even in Thessalonica you sent aid once and again for my necessities. So they were sending him financial help. Not that I seek the gift, but I seek the fruit that abounds to your account. Indeed, I have all and abound and am full, having received from Epaphroditus the thing sent from you, a sweet-smelling aroma, an acceptable sacrifice, well-pleasing to God. And here's a verse we hear very often, but we see it's in the context of them giving to Paul, and then this is what he says, And my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. And so that's, that's that positive cycle of, of giving, and then the Lord gives more to us to give and turn again. 
Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. So we just thank you for your hand upon our giving, your, the fruit that comes forth from that, the good fruit. And we thank you that you do supply all of our needs according to your riches and glory. And Lord, this morning you prompted on my heart that we know we have some farmers and ranchers in our congregation. And we pray for the calving time. We pray for the cows and the calves. We as a church family pray for our farmers and ranchers and pray for successful births of those calves coming forth. Amen? In the name of Jesus, we pray for that. We stand in prayer together with our farmers and ranchers. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And Andrew is ready to go, so we'll let you go. Very thankful for Andrew Airholtz. And, uh, yeah. Thanks. Thank you. We, we love you, Andrew. Love you, too. I took the liberty to... Uh, Take your extra cup of water, Pastor Steve. So, if you don't mind. Oh, it's good to be here today. Love you, my church family. Looking forward to the opportunity to share with you from the Word today. Um, both Pastor Steve and Dean were asking me for a title for today's message, and I didn't have anything specific as of Thursday, Friday. Actually, I didn't, you know, I think they asked me already on Monday. Um, expecting me to plan ahead that far. But um, as I've been uh, seeking the Lord and looking forward to what he has, I told Steve, and Steve sent out an email that said, uh, growing in the body of Christ, which is pretty general, right? I could talk about anything. Um, what would have really got your attention is the title of today's message, which is talking about your problems. So um, sometimes it's, you know, Where's Andrew going to go with that? I better tune in just so I can prove him wrong. And uh, man, I hope he doesn't want to talk about my problems. Um, oh, how many of you have been uh, here for the past two weeks uh, or heard the sermons on Sundays these past two weeks? So good. Oh, Pastor Steve talked two weeks ago, ago about being the life, the light, and the love, being a minister of that. Oh, I was downstairs in kids' church, but thankfully I got to uh, look it up on Facebook and listen to the whole sermon. Good stuff. And then last week, uh, Peter and Linnea talked about walking in God's identity and accomplished work. Oh, good stuff. Um, you don't have to answer this question right now, but I have a question myself. And if you know me, um, I talk a lot about my own weaknesses. We'll get into that. But I've been saying, you know, I don't like doing this or doing that. And I'm speaking of things of the Holy Spirit when the Holy Spirit leads. Like, I don't want to get up early, earlier than I'm already getting up. You know, I don't like uh, when people find out things about me that are true, which is really the things of the Spirit. So when I say I don't like, then I'm not in this case, identifying with the Holy Spirit as my identity. So, as teachers from last week, would you say that speaking in faith, I should say, I do like getting up earlier than normal to pray. I do like when people find out the truth about me. And then I'm identifying with the Spirit and not identifying with the flesh. Okay with that for now? Okay. Deep stuff, I like it. Okay. But the first verse I want to share with you is a verse that I've been dealing with for a long time. Um, I've always been, it's been important to me what people think about me. I don't think I'm alone in that, but I want people to like me. I want people to think, oh, Andrew, you're so important. And, uh, oh, Andrew, you wore a tie today. You know, I'm looking forward to what the Lord has to share through you. And years ago, I came from uh, 
the Christian school uh, that I graduated from over here to Oak Hills Bible College in Bemidji and started coming to church right away in 1990. And I came to church and I helped out and I, I, I liked being recognized. I was loved when I came to this church, which was amazing, got me connected and, and really helped me to grow. But I wanted um, respect. I wanted honor. I wanted authority. And so I learned early on, and I'm, you know, I'm going to reference Pastor Steve here quite a bit. He's such a good mentor to me and a teacher. It might have been him that shared this scripture with me. Luke chapter 16, verse 10 says, Whoever can be trusted with very little can also be trusted with much. And whoever is dishonest with very little will also be dishonest with much. And uh, when I share this verse, I used to say, I don't like this verse because it attacks my flesh inside me. I want authority. I want people to like me. But authority probably should come with responsibility. Um, it's, it's nice to want authority, but are you responsible in the little things? And I'm asking this of myself. Uh, probably not too responsible, but thank God over the years, he's helped me to grow. Good verse. And thank you, my church family, for putting up with me since... Uh, 1990. It's been 32 years, and I'm looking forward to 32 more. It's been good. I love you. I can't do life by myself, though. I need you as a church body. I need my church family. I need help. I need you to share with me. I need you to share the truth with me, even though sometimes it's not easy. Be honest. I'm open to learn and to grow. Let's wait till at least after the sermon is done, though, please, okay? Um, 2 Corinthians 12, 9 uh, says, he said to me, this is God speaking to Paul, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. And sharing about my weaknesses and the mistakes that I've made is counterintuitive to making people want to think I'm important and worthy of a lot of respect and authority. When people, when I used to try to protect my identity and try to make up who I wanted to be, it was really kind of empty. But then when Christ became my identity and his power working through me, all the weaknesses that I share are just the flesh, which needs to go anyways. Um, I'm a business owner. I'm a father. I'm a husband. I'm a brother. And I need advice in all of those areas. I have weaknesses in all of the things that God has given me as a responsibility. I need advice. I need prayer. I need support. And I need accountability. And I like accountability. My flesh doesn't like it, but the Spirit does. And I like accountability. Andrew, you said you were going to end our men's group at 6.30 last week, and you didn't. You're right. I'll do better next time. That's accountability. I want to be a better business owner. And some of you are business owners, and you've got advice for me. I want to be um, a better father. And I've talked to uh, especially fathers of two daughters. You know who you are. I've already asked you advice on that. Appreciate your insight. But just being a father in general, I, I, I got a lot to learn. I want to be a better husband. And I appreciate the input that you husbands have given me on how to be a better husband. And I want to be a better brother in Christ. And that's just everyday kind of stuff. How can I be better? Um, forgive me for my mistakes. Uh, did that hurt your feelings? And then I try to process, how can I share those things better? Um, and I think it's important that we 
share with each other. We learn from each other. And when we freely talk about our weaknesses in a group of people that we trust, we break the power of secrets that we prefer to keep hidden. So, you know, if I, if I in the past, have been always late about uh, appointments and stuff, um, and you would say that was probably the case, I would assume, Steve, right? I'll pick on him just gently later, but um, I don't like sharing that. I didn't like being late, and so I went from one ditch to the other ditch, whole nother story. But it's fun to, uh, it's fun to make people laugh, and when I share about my weaknesses, um, people laugh. But when I share deep things that I'm dealing with, I need a group of people I can trust. Um, and so... When I expose those things right away, Christ's power is made strong in me. I was concerned about what people will think. Keeping secrets about myself is hard work. And I would go so far as to say it's bondage. It's so hard to try to maintain this this, uh, false idea of who I am because I'm not letting you know who I am really am. Does that make sense? It's a lot of work. And as much as I want, I want to show you Christ in me. And by sharing my weaknesses, um, I find a lot of times I'm not alone. I've been surprised when I've shared about the things that I've dealt with that some of you have dealt with the same things. Thank you for that. That's very freeing. It's freeing for me to know that I can be real with my brothers and sisters in Christ. Um... We all need each other. When we really get to know our brothers and sisters in Christ, our blemishes are exposed. At first, when I meet you, everything is great. We look at each other, we kind of think, you know, oh, this is a a good person. You know, I I put my best foot forward when I introduce myself. Um, And that's great. I don't judge you. I trust you don't judge me. I don't know you at first, and you don't really know me at first. But when we sit down together, when we share together, when we pray together, when we hear each other's stories, issues can rise to the surface. We're all dealing with issues. We all make mistakes. And when we're open to our weaknesses, we can confront those things and grow. I told you the title of my uh, sharing here today is talking about your problems. I'll get there, but I want to set the stage for we all need to be open. We all need to be real with each other and grow together. And that takes getting beyond the facade that we have sometimes. Um, Stephen Joyce saw potential in me and hired me on staff in 1995 as the Sunday school superintendent. And I thought, oh, that's wonderful. I get to wear a suit and a tie to church every Sunday and tell people what to do and give them orders and they'll say, oh, the Sunday school superintendent, he's the boss. I'm a volunteer, so I'll do whatever he asks me to do. And, and I would be in charge and, and uh, be... It, 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 to, to me, I, I kind of expected that that would feed my pride. It didn't take me very long to realize that that really wasn't what the job was all about. And Steve didn't misrepresent the job, but I had my own ideas of what I thought it could be. Um, I found out that if volunteers don't like the way I run things, they don't have to work for me anymore. (laughs) And uh, yeah, that. and whoa, wait a minute. And then I, I learned more about servant leadership, and I thought, one day when I have employees, I'll tell my employees what to do, and because I have their paycheck, they'll do what I want them to do. Well, that isn't always the case in today's society either. So the years I've spent here working with volunteers has really taught me to appreciate the people that serve uh, here at the church and that helps in my uh, business today. Uh, Pastor Steve and Joyce knew that I loved Jesus, and I talked to Steve about this before the service, but they did not know the full extent of my immaturity. Over the years, uh, 
they lovingly counseled me into faithfulness. And talking to both of them this morning, you know, what, 1995, that's 20, I can't do math this quickly. Okay, 27 years ago, we were all learning and growing back then. We had a lot to learn. And thank you for being patient with me. Okay. Um, a boss, and in that relationship, you know, he was my boss. He gave me a lot of freedom. He trusted me with a lot of things. A boss should be free to correct an employee. I needed a lot of correction. Steve was so patient. Joyce was so patient. They prayed for me. Um, if the boss is patient with their employee and the employee is willing to learn and change, it makes for a great professional relationship, you know, boss and employee. I would say that applies in the work that I do today. I'm a real estate broker and I have a team of people that are my employees and, uh, you know, if, if I'm patient with them and the employees are willing to learn and change, it really makes things work well. So that's an employee-employer relationship. Can brothers and sisters in Christ try to help each other in everyday life? And if so, and if we want to grow together, that's going to take some honest communication. Do you and do I care enough to speak the truth? Uh, it could get messy. Um, yeah, Kent, I appreciate when you shared up from the stage here, true love is messy. If you really care about your brother or sister in Christ, you will be willing to have the conversations that need to happen. If I'm at odds with you, my first thought is they're wrong and I'm right, so I need to talk to them. Matthew chapter 18 says, if a brother sins against you, you go and show him his fault between the two of you. And if he responds, you have won your brother over. The next verse says, if that doesn't work, bring a brother or sister along with you so that by the um, testimony of two or three people, the truth may be established. Maybe I wasn't right and they were wrong. Maybe... We saw things a little differently. And when I hear from their perspective where they're coming from, oh, and the power of the words that I said when I was joking, potentially sarcastically, ooh, there might need to be some work there. But the only way we're going to get there is, is, is with fellowship. Hey, you know, what's going on? I understand that, you know, you're going through some hard times, or, or I'm going through hard times. We were friends, you know, and now it looks like, you know, is there something wrong? Uh, did I hurt your feelings or whatever? Um, that's messy. If I care, I will have those conversations. Um, and it's disarming to share about my problems first. If, if I think you hurt me, and I want to sit down and talk about it, it helps the other person to know that I'm not high and mighty saying, you know, you hurt me and you need to change the way that you're acting because, because why? Because I'm more mature than you? Because I'm better than you? No, hey, something's, something's wrong here. What, 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 you know, did I hurt your feelings? Am, am I, you know, am I to blame in this? Um, you know, what can I do to help? Anything I can do to help our friendship? Um, I have my next chunk of scriptures is in Ephesians chapter 4, starting in verse 1. The uh, title here is Unity and Maturity in the Body of Christ. Verse 1. This is Paul writing to the Ephesians. As a prisoner for the Lord, then, I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received. Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient bearing with one another in love. Verse 3, make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. There is one body, one Spirit, just as you were called to one hope when you were called, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, 
one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. But to each one of us, grace has been given as Christ apportioned it. I would say another one of my weaknesses when I was working here at the church at first was I was not very patient. I was not very humble. I was not very gentle. Um, I'm reading back out of verse two. So this is telling me be completely humble and gentle. Be patient in the relationship that I have with my boss, Pastor Steve, if I'm not the one who was humble, gentle, and patient, guess who was? I so appreciate Steve's humility, his gentleness, his patience with me. And I still have a ways to go, but I really tried to be more humble, more gentle, more patient. As I was teaching the children in kids' church as a Sunday school superintendent, I had to admit to the kids, I don't have patience in me. I need God to work through me with his patience. I need God to help me be humble. I can be humble through God and through the fruits of the Holy Spirit. Um, I remember when, when I get uh, challenging situations with kids, sometimes if I'd have challenging kids, situations with kids, I'd have challenging situations with their parents. So thank you, parents, for also putting up with me, working with your wonderful children. And so I would talk to Steve in our staff meetings. I'd say, Steve, what should I do in this situation? And his first answer was always, Andrew, you should pray and seek the Lord about what you should do. No, that's not what I asked. I asked you, Steve, to tell me what to do, which you know, is an easy answer. Steve could have easily said, oh, Andrew, you need to meet with this person at, at six o'clock next Thursday. These are the things you should talk about, and this is how you should resolve the situation. Well, Steve hired me, Steve and Joyce hired me at the church to take the responsibility of children's ministry, and it was a responsibility. But Steve also trusted that I was hearing from the Holy Spirit. And he told me that many times. Andrew, you know, um, I like your ideas. You know, seek the Lord on those things and move forward in those things. And if I, and I may be misinterpreting exactly the wording of some of these things, but the heart was, you know, Andrew, I don't want you to come back to me with all your kids' church problems. That's fine. I didn't. I wasn't offended by that, but I was. I took it as responsibility. And he, you did not say it that way at all. By the way, um, I didn't. I wasn't doing what God called him to do, and he hired me because he believed that God called me to work with the children, and he trusted me, and he wanted me to grow. He wanted me to take children's ministry at the time to where. God had it for me to bring children's ministry. Does that make sense? So God put some things in me that were great for children's church. We, we resolved issues. We worked with families. You know, there's, it was so good. And, you know, today, Kathy does such an amazing job with the kids' church. So appreciate what she does. Um, but I had a lot to learn. And uh, Steve encouraged me to... Seek the Lord on those things. Sometimes uh, Steve would say, well, I, I, my comeback after that, you know, what should I do was, yeah, okay, I'll pray about it. Steve, if you were in my situation, what would you do? And sometimes he would say, oh, I think I might do this. And I'd go do that anyways if I didn't decide not to pray about it and seek the Lord. But I grew and I learned. Um, and it's not Steve's responsibility to tell me how I'm supposed to follow the Holy Spirit. And I think that was his point. Seek the Lord do you know get to know him and carry out his will for what you're doing okay starting with verse 11 Ephesians chapter 4 
I'm sorry, I'm going to back up to verse 7. But to each one of us, grace has been given as Christ apportioned it. The verses that I took out of this chunk are verses 8, 9, 10, 11. And it gets into the, um, the fivefold ministry. But verse 7 says, to each one of us, is that referring to just the fivefold ministry? Or is it re- referring to the first chunk of verses? So I was a teacher, uh, which was part of the fivefold ministry. But bringing this back to me and you, um, we're brothers and sisters in Christ. And we've all been given grace. And we need that grace for each other. We need that grace to, to live together and live in unity. You and I. And I need to have grace for you and you need to have grace for me when we sometimes step on each other's toes as we're growing and learning together. Okay, now verse 11. Oh, I'm sorry, verse 11 is where the fivefold ministry is. So Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and teachers. Verses 8, 9, and 10 have to do with Christ ascended and um, how could he ascend if he wasn't already down below? I don't want to get into all the theological stuff today. Verse 12, um, Christ gave us these, minist- these fivefold ministry to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Then we will no longer be infants tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of people and their deceitful scheming. Verse 15, instead, speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become in every respect the mature body of him who is the head, that is, Christ. From him, the whole body joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. Jeshua, are you ready to talk to Sarah about what we talked about yesterday? Awesome. Um, So does maturity mean we have to confront the issues in our own lives? Yes. If I would have just had a relationship with Steve where he just told me exactly what to do every day, there's no growth in that. There's no character building in that. And I love character building. (laughs) My flesh doesn't love it. But I love growing in patience and humility and being more gentle Okay? That doesn't come natural to me, but by the power of the Holy Spirit, I am growing. I love it. It's good. Um, and it comes with speaking in truth. If I'm not gentle, I'm going to say something that offends someone because I'm not gentle. And the person who is offended may or may not talk to me about it. Um, I appreciate my good wife. She helps to point out areas in my life that need some changing. And I need to seek the Holy Spirit so that I can become a better husband and we have that relationship. Not, not, not this. We have that relationship <laughs> that she can be honest with me. And, you know, and especially, you know, my example that I'm going to share real quick is with my kids. We're both, we both want to raise good kids. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I've shared this with some of you. When we walk into church, we're all nice and dressed well and our hair's all in place. And what you don't see is five minutes before I walked in the front door and we're riding in church together and we're just about had it because we've been trying to get to ready for church and it's a bit of a challenge sometimes. I remember one Sunday, and my kids aren't here, they can watch the recording later and get mad at me, but um, so there was, uh, I'm not going to mention any names. You might be able to figure out if you know my family. Um, 
I support my wife in her authority as a mother. My kids uh, need to listen to her and they need to do what she asked them to do. And this one Sunday morning, a few years ago, um, my wife said to one of my children, get ready for church. And this certain daughter was not getting ready. She was playing and goofing off. And uh, a little later, my wife, and my wife's getting herself ready too. Wasn't she beautiful this morning, by the way? Mm -hmm. Anyways. Uh, and so uh, my wife is doing her thing, and she says again to the same daughter, get ready for church. We got to go. And that same daughter would just kept on playing. And I'm, I think it was a third time my wife said, get ready for church. We need you to get ready for church. And this daughter came up to me. Now, I was, of course, listening to all this, and uh, there were strong, unfriendly emotions building up inside of me. And uh, this daughter brought me this toy that she was, had been playing with for the past 20 minutes. And she said, Daddy, look at this toy. It's not my daughter coming in. Okay, all right, this is my buddy. Okay. I grabbed that toy and I slammed it down on the table and I said, daughter, you put that down. You get in your room right now and get ready for church. Mommy's been telling you to get ready for church. And I, I wanted to support my wife. And so my daughter, you know, put the toy down and went into her room and shut the door. And uh, I can't remember the exact timing, but my wife came out of the bathroom and she said, Andrew, you know, why did you... Why did you do that? Why did you talk to your daughter like that? And I said, well, because she needs to listen. She needs to get ready to, church, to go to church, and I want to support you in this. And Sarah said, well, you could also go in there and tell you there that you love her. <sighs> yes, I could. And so I went in there, and I told her that I loved her, and that, you know, I probably have some more explanation. We, we need you to get ready for church, and you need to listen to your mother. And so that was speaking the truth in love. My wife chose to take the time to speak to me about what needed to change. And I'm open to that. And I would ask that you, that I, we be open to our brothers and sisters so that not only are we sharing our own challenges, but we're talking about ways that we can grow. Proverbs 27, 17 says, as iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. And sometimes sparks fly and bumps get knocked off and there's scraping going on on the rough edges. But I like that. I want to grow. I want to be better. Um, love is the bond that we have with each other. I read uh, Ephesians 4, uh, what is that, uh, speaking the truth in love, um, verse 415, um, I always thought it was, you know, speaking the truth in love, and I focused on all those, those two things, you know, that we need to be loving, but we need to be truthful, and that's true, we need to speak the truth in love. But then as I was preparing for this morning, uh, a few days ago, uh, the, other, the verb is speak. Do I need to speak right away? What about James where it tells me be slow to speak? Okay, we do need to speak the truth in love, but that doesn't mean every time I see somebody that I believe is not in truth that I need to say something right away. We do need to speak the truth in love. We do need to be loving. We need to be truthful. And my wonderful wife tells me sometimes we need God's timing too, right? I don't need to speak as soon as I see something. Maybe I need to wait until the right time. So think about that word too. All right. So I got my helpers ready, I believe. So let's pretend we're out on a city street or we're after church sometime. And uh, here comes my brother in Christ. Oh, can we give him a microphone, please? Hey, bud. Hey, What's going on? Um, I'm just feeling down. Feeling down? 
Yeah. I'm just uncomfortable and easy. It's like there's a heaviness. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm not sure what it is. Okay. You want to pray about it? Sure. Okay. It's my brother in Christ. Hallelujah. Heavenly Father, I just uh, lift up my brother Jeshua to you. I thank you for um, who he is. Lord, I, I see great potential in this young man. Such a good kid in kids' church and had such a good teacher. <laughs> Lord, I just pray that you will help us as brothers to uh, grow together. I just pray for this burden that he has, Lord, that you will, uh, you will give him wisdom. Give us wisdom, Lord. Help him to grow closer to you and get beyond this thing that, that, uh, that he's dealing with right now in Jesus name. Amen. You have a few you have a few minutes to talk about it? Okay. Okay. So you said uh, uh, heavy weight and you said it's not very comfortable. Yeah. Would you say maybe it's kind of prickly or Yeah. Okay. I noticed you got a backpack on. You mind if I take sure. a look there? Okay. Sure. All right. You know, that would add some Oh, that's pretty heavy, bro. Yeah. Um so this is your backpack? Yeah. Okay. All right. You, you mind if I see what's in there? No, you can look in there. It's pretty heavy, kind of prickly. Oh. Oh, wow. That kind of smells. Just just saying. Do you, you mind if I go ahead? And... Sure. Yeah. Uh, how long has it been since you looked in here? It's, it's been quite a while. <sighs> I haven't looked in there for a bit. Ugh. Whoa, mm. that pineapple has seen some better days. Oh, I uh, that was in there. Yeah, I can see that's a little prickly and uh, uh-huh. uh, stinky, kind of heavy too. Um, yeah, my, my thoughts are you probably should get rid of that pineapple. Yeah, I think, I think so. Yeah. Should probably. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you might want to keep the backpack. I would, I'd, I'd wash it if I were you, but uh, if you want to take that out of the backpack and leave it there, man, yeah. you know, yeah, that'd, that'd be my thought. So, yeah. It's a lot lighter. Yeah. Awesome. Um, I think after time, you'll smell better, too. Yeah. So you kind of smell a little bit like rotten pineapple, but... Uh, I think that'll go away, man. Thanks. Hey, man, if that's, if, that's, if that's what the Lord has for us, you know, I'm thinking that might be a good thing. You know, hey, why don't we check in next week and see how you're feeling. Wash up that backpack. You know, honestly, I used to have a rotten pineapple in my backpack, too. Oh, yeah? I've dealt with that before, bro. Oh, man. So yeah. I talked to Pastor Steve about it, so he told me I should take out that rotten pineapple. Took that sucker out, man. Got my backpack washed. I'm feeling good. That's good. Yep, yep, yep. All right, bro. Uh, you want to pray for me too? Sure. I've uh, been having some issues walking. It's like, uh, you know, it's like I'm got it. I don't know. It's just like I'm not walking straight and stuff. Something's not right in, in yeah. the way I'm walking. Sure. I can pray for you. Okay. Yes, Lord, thank you for Andrew, Father. Thank you, Lord, that you are helping him walk straight in the right direction, Father, Mm -hmm. that you are directing his steps, Father, Lord, and that you're taking any heaviness away from him, Father. Yes. Thank you, Lord, for just filling him up with more of your Holy Spirit. Yes. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Right. And I wouldn't say it's heaviness necessarily. It's just yeah. kind of weird. My, yeah, my walk is weird. weird, like there's something okay. going on. Yeah. So. Is, is, that, is there something in your pocket? Yeah. yeah. Why? Yeah. Ooh. That. I mean, you know. That, ooh. Banana. That, that, that doesn't look too good. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't think you want that in there. All right. Yeah, you might want to get rid of that, throw that away. 
All right, bro. Yeah. See you. God bless you, man. Okay. okay. All, right. All right. Take care. Thanks. I'll see yeah. Tell me again. Take this out of my pocket. He's just a young kid. I was his teacher. <laughs> he doesn't know what I'm dealing with. He doesn't uh, know about my coping skills. I mean, that's how I minister to people who have some of those same coping skills. He doesn't know the dysfunctional stuff I've dealt with. <laughs> Lord, thank you for my meeting with Jeshua. Help him to see that he shouldn't have confronted me on that issue. Thank you that I was his teacher, Lord. I just pray that he will realize how important things are that he doesn't understand. Thank you, Lord, that I'm more mature than he is. I thank you for the burdens you've given me to bear, Lord. Because, uh, yeah, I've had a rotten banana life, and uh, you have redeemed me from the rotten banana life. I'm just going to take some time, Lord, to let you speak to me about Jeshua. Jesus' name. Hmm. I guess it is kind of slimy in my pocket. Is it possible he was right? I don't need this slimy banana in my pocket anymore. Those coping skills and that dysfunction isn't a part of your plan for my life? And he was my student? He's not even 30 yet. (sighs) He is a pretty good worship leader. I know that you work through him. (sighs) I suppose you're right, Lord. I don't need this. I don't understand, Lord, but I'm going to give this to you just like he gave you the rotten pineapple so much quicker than I gave up what I was dealing with. (sighs) Wow, feels better to walk. These pants need to be cleaned. (laughs) And my fingers... Anybody sense any parallels in real life here? Yeah, Andrew's not very mature. No, besides that. Um, I don't have a need for rotten fruit. I prefer the fruit of the Holy Spirit. So, you know... I have a relationship with Jeshua. I believe God wants us in relationship with our brothers and sisters. I would encourage you to get involved with your local body. I would encourage you to get to know your brothers and sisters a little bit better. And uh, it's okay to talk about our problems. We love each other. We don't judge each other. We don't have to meet on a street. We could be more specific and we say hey you want to get together before church after church hang out for a while a visit maybe after work on a weeknight sometime maybe during the weekday over coffee lunch go for a walk with a friend go to church on Wednesday nights Thursday night zoom meeting there are great places for us to get connected And I would encourage you, as a brother and sister in Christ, find someone. If you're already doing that, um, my experience is it's amazing when we can grow together. My encouragement to you is if you're not, please do. Take some time to ask about the things that really matter or share the things that really matter. It helps when we can share our burdens with one another. And if we're humble enough to realize that it's easy to talk about your problems, but... God may have you share something with me that I need to learn as well. Let's pray. 
Heavenly Father, I am so thankful for this body of Christ, my brothers, my sisters, my examples in Christ. Lord, I just pray that you would work in all of us, through all of us. Lord, I just thank you that you have a plan for this church body as we walk forward together, as we grow together. I believe there are great things coming, Lord, and we want to position ourselves to what you have for us next. And that starts with being honest and letting you work through us. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you. Thank you, Andrew. We got the message. Yeah, we got the message. There's a number of things I could say, but I think I'm not going to right now. Oh, good, good. Thank you, thank you. I mean, some really good, some really good things because because there weren't it very much, but there were also those days in the weekend. Oh when, man! But I just won't go there right now. God bless you. Yeah. I appreciate your patience with me. <laughs> so there was. Uh, a scripture came to me. You know, this, I'm going to share this because I believe the Lord wants me to. God believes in you. Amen. God believes in you. Mm-hmm. He created you. Before the foundation of the world, he created you and you and you. He believes in you. And he needs people to tell or show other people that he believes in them. He wants to believe in other people through you. And particularly when you don't feel like it and when they aren't performing the way that you think they should. He needs you to believe in them and pray for them. That's it. Now we'll go in fellowship. If anybody wants or needs prayer, just come up and we'll pray with you. Uh, Asian stir fry with rice. Mm. If you don't like the Asian stir fry part, just eat the rice. If you don't like the rice, just eat the Asian stir fry (laughs) part, right? But I like it both, so hallelujah. And fellowship, here's the opportunity Andrew was talking about. Hallelujah. Bless you all. But it seems the harder that I try, oh, the harder it becomes. And I feel like giving.